This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Most here in northwest Iowa have wrapped up planting or are close to it. There may be two soybean harvests here next fall. We planted our soybeans before corn in April, and those soybeans are up. They look good for having gone into such cold soil. We did not get my corn planted until May 12th, and many farmers here planted soybeans after corn, so they are just going in now. I think that farmers here planted what they wanted to plant. We were on the border where it was wetter east of us and drier to the west. We could actually use a good rain. It's been a long while since we've gotten an in-size rain. That is not the case for the millennial farmer who posts a highly viewed YouTube channel in western Minnesota. I would not describe myself as a regular, but did catch his post May 12th. He's gotten so renowned that they now do YouTube posts about him. Zach Johnson is a fifth-generation farmer who, with his dad, farms 2,600 acres of corn, soybeans, and wheat. His Swedish ancestors started the farm in Minnesota in 1876. He started his channel in 2016 as a hobby, and it has grown into a business. He shoots most of the post while holding the camera, and his wife, Becky, edits the post and takes care of YouTube business that was grown into. A commentator says that he makes more money from his YouTube channel, and he does farming. Not surprising. His May 12th post had over 559,000 views by May 16th. It starts out giving a farm tour that he called a lake tour. There was water standing everywhere, and he had not turned a wheel yet by May 12th. He was optimistic that it could still dry up, but the forecast was wet, and the forecast was right. We have a longtime subscriber client in North Dakota who says that that state will lose 4 million acres of crops to the flooding this year. Informa reportedly was calling for 2 million corn acres above March intentions. Go figure. I think Informa's model is programmed wrong. The lack of available additional good acres to add row crops set against a new, much higher cost structure when all crops are profitable will make adjustments to models necessary. They've never modeled these conditions before. Farmers may have wanted to plant 2 more million acres of corn, and maybe some did, but Mother Nature ruled it out, subtracting others from the total. Farmers that I have talked to followed through on their plans to plant more soybeans, mostly for agronomic reasons, rather than market influence. There was less corn on corn. Zach does a great job of sharing his life experience of a farmer. He uses his modern, up-to-date farm equipment that I am sure some of which is sponsored by deer. I learned that in Minnesota, some pronounce deer as deary, John Deary. He shares real-time operation of farm machinery to the interested public and has been a spokesman for farming. It's the fact that his crop prospects look pretty bleak and that prevent plant option would have to be explored was not enough, then the tornado hit. Misery loves company. He says that he did not want to make it sound like he was whining or complaining, and I did not take it that way. With everything going pretty good on our farms, I had a lot of empathy for what he is and will be going through. My crops are in, and unlike the Johnson farm, my bins and shed are still standing. Life is good. Zach's primary crop this year will be trying to get settlements from both crop insurance and property casualty insurance companies. First, he has to uncover his machinery with the shed collapsed on or around it. There were beams driven through tractor cabs and bins moved. He wanted to get his planter and tractor freed first, just in case these might get to use it. 
There literally is rain in a 10-day forecast every day for Fargo, North Dakota, with the overnight low near freezing forecast at 33 degrees Sunday night. The general weather pattern, flooding in the northern plains and severe drought in the southern plains, continues uninterrupted going forward. It remains cold in waters off the Pacific coast, which is part of the pattern. We have a strong La Nina with a 90-day SOI of positive 15.65, which is far above the positive 8 needed for La Nina conditions. Enzo models now show a 60% chance of La Nina remaining in place through our entire growing season. There's a 70% chance of a below trendline corn yield in a La Nina year, which the USDA already began to recognize in the May report. The corn yield will fall further, potentially much further. The tail end of the safrina growing season in Brazil is doing poorly as the monsoon is completely shut off. They too have potential for a frost to go with their drought in Paraná and Santa Catarina. There are floods and frosts threatened for our northern plains and Canadian prairies. The U.S. drought epicenter has been in the southern plains, Texas and Nebraska. Our forecaster fears this will move east, reaching at least the Mississippi this summer. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.